Welcome to the weekly podcast of Calvary Chapel, South London, a church where the truth of God's word meets and transforms the reality of our daily lives. We hope you are impacted by this week's teaching. From year to year, we tend to try and take a point, um, especially early on in the year, where we kind of have um, uh, a bit of a, a stewardship theme to our service. And we have Jake... Um, from Christians Against Poverty, who's going to be sharing with us today. And um, I don't know about you, I love it when the Lord just kind of synchronizes things in the way that he does. It's, it's, it's so beautiful to witness his handiwork. And um, even just hearing Brother Andrew, who really has no idea of, of what's going to be shared today, but um, just sharing as he did earlier, um, delighted my heart because it's, it's very much in keeping with um, just what the Lord has in store for us. And so it's a blessing to have Jake here. He's down with Lana, sister from Lincoln. Um, so they've driven down a few hours to be with us. Um, so do make them feel welcome. But with regards to the stewardship theme, we recognize that God has purpose to do big things through small people. <laughs> now... You might look at Bertram and say, Bertram, that counts you out because you're a bit kind of big, bro. Or look at me, I'm big in the other direction. But <laughs> I'm thinking particularly of a person like Gideon. Now, for those of you who are doing judges and you've done your homework and you've, you've done your, your chapters for, for today, um, you've probably been delighting in reading the account of what God done with just a small group of 300 individuals. And God has prided himself on showing himself strong through those, through those whose hearts are for him and toward him. And um, I think it's really fitting for us to consider, consider that as we gather here as Ecclesia at one corn mill lane right here on the corner of Elmira Street in Lewisham. And, you know, people might kind of consider, um, well, you know, judging by you know, churches and sizes and so on. You guys are quite a, a compact. So this is, this, that's a kind of like PC way to say. You're, you're a compact unit. And um, in my heart, I always think of us as being um, small but strong. And my gran would say, little but talawa, which means small but strong, basically. And um, not only are we strong um, because of God's presence with us, but fundamentally because our hearts are toward the Lord. Jesus said, where your treasure is, your heart will be there also. And I really believe us to be a people who treasure Christ because he has captured our hearts. And in doing so, it's easy for us when we consider what that means to our lives, because our, our hearts are his, that means everything's his, right? Including our resources of time, including our resources of treasure in terms of money and our talents. And it's beautiful from week to week to see how that plays out in our life as a church. And it excites me for all that God will do through us as we continue in that fashion. And so what I'd take opportunity to do today is just remind most of us and maybe inform some of us of what the Bible says to us with regards to 
the stewardship of our resources and particularly money. In Galatians 6, verses 6 to 10, it says, Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Share all good things with the one who teaches. And then we roll into a couple of verses that are very familiar and actually very often used without consideration for its context. So I'm sure we're familiar with this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for what one sows, that will he also... We know You reap what you sow. We're familiar with that, right? Think about the context. Let the one who is taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reaps. And so this speaks to us of the fact that as we contribute financially to the work of the ministry, it has a direct relationship to the the quality of ministry that goes on. And so this is God saying you get what you pay for. (laughs) Quite fundamentally. And so he goes on to say, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And so there's a choice there. We can either sow, invest our funds in fleshly things, and notice it says to his own flesh. And that's the temptation when it comes to our funds and our, our, our money, that we will just use it to gratify ourselves. You know, we will improve our houses, improve our fitness, improve our wardrobes, improve our vehicles, improve, you know, our, our, our daily diet. And yet, it says, to the, the one who sows to the flesh reaps corruption. But there is an option a more profitable option, and that is to sow to the Spirit. Because the one who sows to the Spirit will, from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, reap eternal life. And so our sowing financially into that which is spiritual, specifically in this context within the local church, results in eternal life. Now we all desire to see the lost reached, We all desire to see lives transformed by the gospel. And so here we see a direct correlation between the way our money is sown and the fruit of those desires. We see clearly it doesn't happen without funds. And then we see um, a, a couple of other verses here, verse 9 and 10, where the apostle broadens the scope. He says, and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. So not just contributing to the work of the local church, which is presented in scripture scripture as a a Christian responsibility. It's a Christian duty. Um, If we're taught in the word, we're we're to... sow into the ministry from which we are taught but then we're also to not just be insular and inward focus and self-centered 
even as a church. But we're to think of how we're able to be a blessing to others. And so let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so we're to do good to everyone but not neglect our own. Maybe that's where the saying comes from, charity starts at home. I was going to share another saying that my gran had in relation to that, but um, maybe you're a bit tired of them now. Oh, did someone say no? Should I share it? Then? Yeah. <laughs> I grew up with my gran, right? And so I can't help it. It's just kind of ingrained in my, um, my person. She, she would say, dance a yard before you dance abroad. Some of us need to really think about that when it comes to our dancing. <laughs> so we have a mandate as God's people to be those who contribute from all that God has given us. Everything that we have is his. Our lives are his. And we're called to be stewards of that which he's given us. And as part of our stewardship, we have a twofold mandate to support the work of the local ministry. And yet also to be generous toward others um, because this is the way of Christ and so just to highlight a couple of practical ways for those who are unfamiliar um, first and foremost we do encourage that if you're a member or a regular attender and um, committing yourself to support the ministry here um, it's very much uh, a blessing for us administratively if you would consider doing that by standing order. And so that's basically purposing an amount. Um, we don't legislate um, an amount. And so therefore, um, we're not going to say to you, you must give us 25% or you will be cursed by God. And No, 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 no. Purpose an amount in your own hearts and do so in a way that you are able to do freely as an expression of your worship to the Lord. It's not in response to a specific need. It's not in response to anything other than to the fact that Christ has made you his own and provided for you um, all good things. And so there is a a standing order form and you can grab one of these from Harriet. It's pretty straightforward and that enables you to um, set up a standing order and that helps us as we're planning um, ministry and activities and developments um, to know that there's a, a, a core base of giving in that regard. Also, um, if you are a taxpayer, and so that would pretty much be um, mostly everyone unless you're a student maybe or you have other extenuating circumstances, um, we would encourage you to sign a, a gift aid declaration. A gift aid declaration. And fundamentally what this means is any money that you give to the work of the ministry here at Ecclesia, um, we're able to get extra money from the government. We're able to get extra money to the tune of 25 pence for every pound that is given. So if you give a pound, the government will give us an extra 25 pence. And that's not something that you will lose or feel in any way. It's an addition that they've committed to give. And basically, 
they take that from the tax that you've paid them. So whatever tax you pay, whether through your your employer as a through your employer or your you know self assessment or whatever, um, as that goes in to the government, and then then they see the gift date declaration that we present that enables us to receive from them extra money in addition to what you give. And so it's proven to be um, a real blessing to us as a church. You think a quarter of our income um, is able to come from gift aid. And if you're not gift aid registered, please do so. Like I say, it doesn't have any kind of direct impact on you at all, but has a tremendous impact on the ministry. Um, You can get one of the forms from Harriet. And um, when you're completing the form, it also enables you to um, identify the fact that you're happy for any previous giving that you've donated to the church to be able also to be gift aided. And so they can go back as far as four years. So, you know, you may have been around for a while and never done it. And we're able to go, go back four years and loot the, 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 the government's treasury and get extra money from them for that. And so um, there are practical ways in which you're able to support the work of the ministry here. Do bear that in mind prayerfully. Now, we appreciate that um, London is a very expensive city to live in, and that doesn't excuse us from our um, mandate to give and to support the ministry, but it can make it more challenging when it comes to how we steward our resources. And um, this is one of the blessings of being able to have Jake um, come in to share with us today from Christians Against Poverty. Because even as Christians, we may have experienced growing up in such a way that we were never really taught how to handle money. You know, maybe we come from families that never really had money to handle. So there was really nothing for them to teach us because they didn't know themselves. Or maybe that was just one of those things that we didn't pay attention to when we were in um, citizenship class, if they even cover that, right? And so, as a result, we can find ourselves in positions where we may be ignorant of things that are available to us by way of help. There may be practices and financial habits that we develop that um, are are, um, dysfunctional and less than constructive, And so um, there is help at hand through the ministry known as Christians Against Poverty, um, in addition to all of the other things that they do. So I'm going to invite Jake to come up, if I may. Amen. Bless you, bro. Thank you. It's very good to have you with us. Great to be here. Um, I know that some of our people will be familiar with CAP because of the um, courses that Missy has run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that the money? Cap money, yeah. Cap money yeah. courses. Um, and so there are still going to be a number of others who are unfamiliar. So could you um, just give us a kind of basic idea of Christians Against Poverty? Well, Cap, I guess, is uh, we started in 1996. Um, predominantly to start with, with the kind of, 
the 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 debt centres, you know, helping people in real kind of significant financial hardship. Um, but out of that as well was cap money was was birthed, and that and that's the course that's been run here. So when you say debt centres, what does that mean? So the debt centres, I'll, I'll come into quite a bit more detail a bit later on. But but all all a debt centre is is basically uh, it's a church that have chosen to partner with Cap that want to reach their community. Uh, what they want to do is they want to send somebody into their community to meet people that are kind of often in a desperate place. Um, but what they do is they, they go out and they, they, they pray with the, the person, they offer prayer anyway, and um, gather up all the financial information. Often it, it, it can be a little bit of a mess, but that's cool because we're good at sorting out messes. And they send it all up to Bradford, which is where I work. Um, we sort it all out and we basically give a solution and we give a plan. We um, tell people that, you know, no matter what situation they've got themselves into or, or have found themselves in, because it's, you know, it's certainly by no means um, often their fault, it's, it's often not. Um, but whatever, whatever situation that they find themselves in today, that there's a plan and, and a solution. And through working with the local church, the, the local church gives the, the support, the encouragement, uh, the, the prayer and the kind of um, you know encouragement in their faith, and the the boring finances and all all the kind of difficult stuff, so to speak, is all taken care of up at up in Bradford at head office. Um, and the end result is that um, we kind of support each client, each family, through to the point of being debt free. Wow, wow! How long have you been involved with Cap yourself? So, um, I joined CAP about six and a half years ago. It'll be, it'll be seven years in June. Um, so I've done a number of roles in that time. Um, kind of, I don't like to stay, stay still too long. But um, So, yeah, I've kind of... Look, just last year, I left the role kind of working in the southeast of England quite a bit. I was kind of up and down on the train a little bit, um, heading up sort of the, the southeast region, which actually excluded London. We've got a separate regional manager for London. But I did a lot of training, recruitment, development, work with the churches in the areas kind of all around London. Um, but last year, I kind of accepted a new role, kind of heading up a team, um, a team of about 35 up at head office. And, and what my team are responsible for doing is... is Basically, organising all that, all that kind of, all the paperwork, all the documentation, taking it away from people so they don't feel that burden, but taking the pressure, but giving the solution. So what we do is this year, 2015, uh, my team will probably put together about somewhere between six and seven thousand solutions for families across the whole of the UK, and uh, and I guess I've got to make sure that that's kind of managed well, that people are looked after, and that we're going to kind of deliver a great deal of hope. To um, to people where there's you know there's a great deal of hopelessness currently. Mm. And um, in the six years or so that you've been with Cap, um, obviously God works through the ministry. Yeah, massively. Have, uh, is there a maybe a notable um, sort of testimony or situation in where you've seen God work through the ministry and and it's even now it just still there's, resonates with you? There's so, there's so many. Um, I mean, we've we've got a quite a faith story ourselves obviously we are a faith-based ministry we put jesus at the center and and i'm sure what you'll find out yourselves is when you put jesus at the center there are quite a few people that don't necessarily like that um but that's cool because we will take our resources from from him rather than them you know it's, it's endless supply from upwards isn't it um but you know early days finances were were short and we were on our knees and 
I remember a point just after I joined, so about six, six and a half years ago now, um, I remember getting called into a meeting. This was, this was alien for me. I, I always worked for large insurance firms with you know, money coming out of their ears. And, you know. So um, we got called into a meeting and, and, and CEO says, you know, we're, we're short, we need to be praying now. <laughs> really need to be praying. And, and when he says that, he means that you know, we needed £400,000 kind of in a very short period of time. And so we prayed. Um, and then that afternoon, uh, just some random, random gentleman called up and said he'd like to give a gift of 150,000, <laughs> and, uh, and and then the, the rest came in. And it, it, you know, I've seen time and time again God's um, provision in resource uh, when we've been desperate. But above all, kind of what I find just the, the biggest encouragement is just people, the numbers of people that are coming to faith through the ministry. You know, last year, across all of the different areas, there were over 800 individuals. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, just to share another specific example, uh, I went on a a client holiday two years ago. We take our clients on holiday. A a lot of people, kind of, that are in severe financial hardship, you know, just putting the food on the table is a big challenge. So we decided to go, well, we'll we'll help you get the food on the table, but we'd also like to kind of reveal some of God's heart for you as an individual. So we we take away kind of, last year it was about 818, I think it was, uh, clients, families, we take them away on holiday. And I remember two years ago we were in Hertfordshire. Uh, We'd taken away about, I think about 110 that that year to to the Highly Conference Centre. I don't know if anyone's been there. Um, Beautiful place, I love it. Um, And... It was just amazing. God properly broke through yeah. when we were there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking like there were 30 people. It was half very new Christians and half non-Christians. Um, and about 30 people kind of uh, made first-time commitments to Jesus, accepted him. And, and they were just getting up and they were sharing their testimonies. They were sharing what God's done with them in such a short wow. space of time. In a four days we were away. And you know when you just see that? that spark in their eyes you just see that that love and uh, and it was beautiful so that that was two years ago praise amazing. god well i mean we look forward to hearing um what you would share with us from the word today and um it's tremendous to hear how cap is such a resource not only to the church but as an outreach ministry yeah. and um you know our, our focus our, our passion and our heart is for outreach and for mission yeah. Um, especially as we've newly arrived in this area. So um, we're anticipating God doing big things, and that's really encouraging for our faith. Yeah. And so um, just before I, I, I invite you to um, open the word with us today, um, I wonder if I can just pray. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you. And is there anything in particular at this point, that, um, even with regards to Cap, that um, I could um, just commit to the Lord in prayer? Well, we're... we're kind of a, an eager organization so we set some big goals you know in terms of what we want to achieve mm. through God of course but this year you know there are some some big goals so I guess what you know would be good for prayer is that that we get to the right people that need that help mm-hmm. uh, that everyone finds that help but also that that we kind of manage to partner with the churches to reach those people to start with as well mm. so just that kind of all that goes well yeah that'd be Amen. great please cool. thank pray. you Lord we thank you so much for your faithfulness um, the fact that, it, that there is an unlimited resource in yeah. you and that, Lord, you distribute it according to your will and purpose. And, um, Lord, we thank you for Jake being here with us today and um, for the team that he is representing, um, Christians Against Poverty. We thank you for the work that you have been doing f- through them, Lord. 
And um, it's, it's just uh, amazing, Lord, people becoming debt-free, um, but not just financially, but spiritually, yeah. Lord, experiencing the relieving of that debt of sin through Christ. And um, Lord, what, what a, a, a pertinent avenue to, to, to go through, to bring them along through, Lord. Um, when the money has failed them, money that is such a big idol for so many in this country, Lord, um, that, that they're able to realize that there is one who is greater than even their lack of funds. And um, So, Lord, we thank you for, for Jake. We thank you for um, the, the, the CAP team um, based there in Bradford and the work that goes on around the country. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen and galvanize them, that, Lord, you would pour out your grace upon them, Lord, as they... Um, set vision for the year, Lord, and, and these goals that they have. Lord, we pray that you'd bring more and more partner churches um, on board, Lord, to, to work with them, co-laboring, Lord, to, to see you do this um, very practical and yet very spiritual gospel ministry through the work of CAP. Um, bless Jake as he shares with us today from your word, and may our hearts be attuned to you, Lord, as we recognize that you are the, the, the god of the word um yeah. that we sit under and so we thank you for today and for your presence among us in jesus name yeah. amen. amen amen thank you bro thank Over you pastor you. yeah that's great thank you okay what a welcoming church you are truly it's it's a hard thing to get right, isn't it? Kind of, you know, when you really want to welcome people in. Uh, coming from church up in Bradford, I know it's constantly on the agenda. How do we kind of make sure people feel welcome? But, you know, you really are kind of really, really welcome. The number of people that have come up and introduced themselves. I always try and remember names and after a while start to forget and fail. Um, so I ask for your grace if, if I don't quite remember. I've... I think I've got about five or six so far. So, uh, yeah, thank you for the warm welcome. I've come down from Bradford, um, where Cap's based, where I also live with my, um, with my wife and my son, um, soon to become wife and two sons. Um, and so I've come down and stayed with my sister down in Lincoln and then, and then further down this morning. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic to be here with you. Uh, I'm from a Calvary Chapel myself, Calvary Chapel Bradford, um, church on the way um so i've been there for oh i shouldn't have said that eight years nine years maybe ish um moved there as a, as a young man and um yeah it's been great i've grown up a lot in that church came in as a teenager and uh now serving on the eldership and um yeah regular leading leading worship there as well so it was it was beautiful to be led this morning and not have to sort of think about where I'm singing or anything. I'll, I'll try and prevent, try and stop singing for you this morning. You won't want it. So, um, yeah, as I said earlier, I've been at CAP about six and a half years. Um, a real journey. I've, I've loved every step. I've done a lot of different things within, within that time. And, and I guess I'm here to kind of share a little bit in what, you know, what I've already heard from, from Andrew, um, you know, sharing about kind of our calling as Christians to the poor. So I'm here just to confirm that, and in many respects, from what we've heard already, I maybe don't need to say anything really, it's kind of very much already been said, and it's beautiful, isn't it, how how we can serve the poor, it's beautiful that the calling that is within God's word to help others, um, you know, both spiritually and, and practically. You know, we all want to affect our, our communities, don't we, with, with God's love, it's, it's why we're here, hopefully, 
you know, there, there would be um, very little point to, to kind of hanging around unless we had something to do as we hang around and serve the Lord. And infecting our communities, reaching people, reaching the lost with the love of Jesus has got to be our priority as Christians, hasn't it? And, uh, and just speaking to, to Pastor Ephraim on uh, Friday afternoon, wasn't it? Uh, we were just kind of chatting through kind of some of the stuff that goes on here, kind of some of the things that you're involved with. And I, it just it excites me when I travel around. I go to many different churches and I just think, come on, you know, God's really on the move. He really is. There's a lot of outstanding stuff happening across this nation. And people say that kind of, you know, the church attendance is, is, is lower. Well, I'm not seeing that myself. And hey, maybe it is, but it's not necessarily about the bums on the seats. It's about what we're doing, isn't it? And as I look around the nation and I see food banks propping up everywhere, I see people actually stepping out and starting to reach the poor and reach them with the gospel, I think actually this is, this is good. You know, God is really doing some stuff through this nation and, and we praise him for that and it's the same in this church. In terms of CAP, yeah, I said earlier, 1996, um, a gentleman called John Kirkby uh, lives just down the road from me. He started the, uh, the ministry. He, uh, John found himself in, in quite severe financial hardship. Um, unfortunately, lost, uh, lost his marriage because of it and his house. Um, and basically, John was kind of rebuilt his life, became once again successful within the finance industry and then kind of threw it all away he decided that he didn't want to kind of build up riches on this earth that he wanted to do something to help others so he he, he left his job well-paid job he just uh jacked it in so to speak and and he's moved on to to start christians against poverty um and how beautiful that is so 19 years on where are we at well we're reaching the poor in a lot of different ways and when we say CAP, it's, it's not Bradford, it's the church. It's the church around the UK. We partner with so many different churches. You know, not too far from here, we're partnering, we're partnering here with CAP Money. You know, in terms of the volumes of churches, we've got 270 debt centres now across the whole of the UK. About 24, 25 in London itself. We've got 879 CAP Money churches running the CAP Money course to, to bring that teaching to get things organized for, uh, for people financially. Uh, we've got 101 job clubs. I don't know if anybody knows about CAP job clubs. Basically, helping to find, help people to find work. Um, often people out of work can feel really low. They can start to really kind of question whether or not they've got anything to bring. Uh, and the job clubs just serve to get alongside, to give interview skills, uh, CV writing skills, you know, but to be a real encouragement to people as well, you know, just to put an arm around them and tell them that they can, you know, that they can be successful. And of course, as with everything that we do, you know, offering prayer and being evangelistic about it as well. Um, because, that, you know, that's, that's why we're here ultimately. And then recently this year, we've launched into the, uh, into the world of release groups, CAP release groups, just helping people be released from kind of, you know, minor addictions it might be internet addictions it could be um sort of low-level drug addictions uh alcohol you know anything like that we, we really believe that that god's got a plan that's different to maybe the life that is 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 in bondage because of the addiction that they're facing we believe that you know whom the sun sets free will be free indeed and and that's what the cat release groups have set out to do to release people into the 
the fullness of, of, of what it can be to, to walk with Christ. So, what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about CAP, um, vision, values, history. Uh, I'm going to give everyone an opportunity to get involved later on. Um, I've got a lot of books that I'd rather not drive north with. I'd rather give them away. Uh, we are giving them away. Um, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to get involved, kind of prayer, to take a book away. And also, finally, at the end, I'll give you an opportunity to, um, to, to, to get involved through supporting us through a regular donation. I think it's, it's good, first of all, before we start anywhere, though, to open God's word and remind us. We've already heard a few reminders, haven't we, about God's heart for the poor. And, and it's a heart that I really firmly believe God places within us when we, when we come to know him. I think suddenly you just, there's that concern, isn't there? There's that care for others. And, um, you know, as we, as we open God's word, let's, um, let's open in, in Luke 4. I'm going to read from Luke 4, verse 16. And it says, He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. We know that scripture well, don't we? We've read it in Isaiah. We read it in Luke when Jesus shared it with us. It's a scripture that I hope we're all familiar with. You know, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. It's kind of one of those ones that we learn early doors, isn't it, in in our Christian walk. And, you know, it's, it's it's a clear example of where, you know, our mandate as Christians is just, it's simple, isn't it? To proclaim good news. You know, to the poor, but to all. You know, we are to proclaim good news to all. That's why we're here. You know, and it's not just the, the, the practical needs that, that we need to meet. You know, it's, it, it's the spiritual as well. And, you know, often we need to proclaim to our clients when we, when we first come in, when we first walk in, that actually they are of value. They're of real value in God's eyes. Sometimes the world can really beat people down and they can be left feeling completely um, desolate. I remember hearing a, um, a, a client speak uh, at one of our conferences about how her husband, unfortunately, had told her time and time and time again that she was a, a dog, you know, and used to beat her. And, and it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking when you hear things like that because that is not, that is no way what God has got planned for her. You know, that is where the, the enemy has got in and, and, the, and he's, you know, he's done a good job. But we can get in and do a, a better job at fixing that lady. And, you know, and, we, and we did and she's back on the straight and narrow now. But, but often when we, when we come in, we have to wade through the lies and we have to start proclaiming that hope. And we have to shout it out loud because there's not a lot of other people in the world that proclaim hope. You know, if we turn on the news, it's not good, is it? It's rubbish a lot of the time, isn't it? It's, it's quite depressing. You know, you load up the Sky News app and after two minutes, you know, 
oh, I've had enough. Go and, go and look at Sky Sports or something. Um, but, you know, God cares. God cares about that, doesn't he? He doesn't, you know, yes, he, he wants us to be set free eternally. He wants us to be brought into a relationship with him. But I also believe firmly that God also wants us to have freedom on this earth. He actually wants us to live an abundant life, a life filled with joy and peace. Yeah, we will have troubles. Of course we will. We'll have trials. But how much easier are they, face, are they to face when we've got Jesus at the center of our life? They are. The scripture then goes on to say, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. You know, we often, like, we look at this scripture, freedom from the prisoners. What, what, freedom for the prisoners. What does it mean? You know, does it mean literally? You know, we've got a, a prison up by us, a big one called Armley Prison. You know, you've probably got one or two dotted around down here as well. And Yeah, let's, let's proclaim freedom for them. Absolutely, but I really believe that this is actually talking about kind of some of the prisons that maybe aren't physical prisons. You know, it might be the, the, the spiritual prison, or it might be somebody actually feels like a prisoner in their own home. Um, as, as I traveled around when I used to work in the southeast, I remember a lady in, uh, in Hastings on the very south coast, um, kind of directly down from here, isn't it? And, and this lady, I, I was sort of, basically seen it's always a dangerous question you know have we helped at all have you know i asked her i said you know we, we came to see you last week what's happened in a week where are you at and uh, and this lady a beautiful lady she, she looked at me in the eye and she said to me i've opened my curtains for the first time this week in in i think it was either two or, or three years she'd not had her curtains open you know and that's that's somebody living as a prisoner in her own home you know she was just scared of of kind of of the curtains being open and the bailiff or, or or the collection company seeing that she was in and and kind of continuing to knock and that lady she was in she was in financial hardship because you know not through any fault of her own she she had a uh, she had a disabled son who took a lot of caring for and unfortunately i think her husband or partner walked out on her early when the son was young and and it had just been one struggle after another. And when the church, when the local church got involved, she can now be a part of the church. She can now receive that encouragement and that support. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's beautiful to see that. It really is. We don't take that for granted. Every single time we see that. And, and I really believe in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, another scripture that we should know well. You know, God's not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a, 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 a spirit of, of power of love and of a sound mind. You know, we know that well, don't we? And, and I think sometimes, we, we, well, we, off, we live it, don't we? But do we forget what it's like when we don't have that? Because let's not forget that that's, that's the, the majority of our nation. You know, the, the majority of our nation are living without a spirit of, of, of love, you know, of peace and of a sound mind. How we can just proclaim that into people's lives. And how beautiful it is. One of the, the most awful things that we come across, and we do come across it a lot, is, um, is that of suicide. Of, um, of people attempting suicide. And um, it's, it's, it's the stat that I hate. I, I really hate this stat. Because 
when you see where somebody's at to try and commit suicide and you think of the absolute hopelessness there's no hope there's no future when somebody's trying to do that um i just think that's it's almost as far away from from kind of the, the, the spirit of love you know joy and a peace and a sound mind it's as far away from god as as potentially they can be and you know when we when we get involved we find out that it's actually somewhere between 35 and 40% that have either attempted or considered suicide and it it cuts deep that does that stat it's not a stat that's a, that's a, it's quite a painful thing because if somebody's that desperate we're, we've not reached them you know what i mean and we're, we're not reaching them that nobody's ever sat down and told them that actually you know you're a, you're a daughter of the most high king you, you are you know you're a son and you're a daughter of of our heavenly father because if they knew that and they fully grasped that you know that, that they wouldn't be battling that that it wouldn't be there but because of the, the the hardship that they've fallen on it's where many people find themselves you know and i think we can't take the joy of of walking with jesus for granted i think we need to to to, to appreciate it love it and go after others you know to to, to reach others with with to, so that they too can find out that joy so that they too can live in the peace that we have instead of being robbed robbed of it by the world and and the enemy recovery of sight for the blind both practically and spiritually you know we we read in the bible don't we several times when when people were given sight when they were healed that that happens it really does you know it happens today it's it's no different because we're in 2015 than than when Jesus walked and 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 cured the um the, the blindness we actually got in quite a lot of trouble a few years ago cap um somebody was healed of the sight they were actually they were able to see again and we rejoiced in it and we celebrated and we praised god because he'd healed somebody um and some not everyone kind of understands do they uh some people saw that we were rejoicing in it and celebrating and praising god and they had a bit of a pop at us but hey praise god he healed somebody so we're going to we're going to we're going to celebrate and we're going to give him the glory that he he deserves and that happens today it happens you know i think i used to think in you know as as a young man i thought well physical health and kind of emotional well-being are, are two separate things and as i've kind of grown up and maybe come to cap as well and and matured as 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 a young man i think they're actually very very closely linked and i found that when i've gone through difficulties in my life when there's been a pressure on um or you know if we're grieving anything and there's that emotional strain often it's it's kind of manifesting physical illness it it really is and uh and that's you know that's something that we often find as well kind of you know it's 67% of people that we we visit have actually been to the gp about debt you know and and i guess for some of us you, you know when you first hear that you think well, how do you got your gp for 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 money advice <laughs> it seems bonkers doesn't it although they are very helpful um and they're really good people of course um but it does seem a bit bonkers but that's the thing the emotional pressure and the emotional weight that is on people in financial hardship kind of really does leave people 
like crippled sometimes, you know, in, in such physical pain. And I'm not foolish enough to think that kind of in a room here, I don't know how many of us there are, that, that, you know, there are probably people here that are, are struggling, you know, with, in financial hardship, that there will be. And you know what I'd say? I'd, I'd say either come and kind of chat to me quietly at the end or there's free phone numbers. There's a lot of help that's available. And I think what, what the biggest thing is, people think that there's a sense of shame Maybe even we think that actually as a Christian we shouldn't be struggling. Okay, I'll tell you where that's from. Because it's not from the Lord. That's from the enemy. And what we need to do actually is, is face up to it and, and, and you know, approach, approach me or approach somebody and we can, we can help. Because it, it doesn't need to be so. It really doesn't need to be so. We can, we can work together. And, and you can become one of, one, of the, one of the stats that we celebrated this year. You can become one of two and a half thousand people or families. So it's individuals or families that are celebrating being debt free because of our, our co- you know, completing it in 2014. That's the sort of stat we like. That's the sort of stat we want to celebrate. People facing Christmas with savings. People facing Christmas actually without any debts. You know, instead of thinking about the credit card, they're actually they're moving on in their lives. And, and praise God, praise God that he helps us to do that. You know, it's, it's an awesome privilege, it really is, that we get to see that and play a part in it. So, I kind of, I've touched a little bit on the things that we do. Debt centers, cap money. I'm going to go into a bit more detail now, just to make sure we're kind of clear on it. Um, you know, we've read from Luke 4, God's heart for the, the poor, and, and the way that it really manifests through the way that we equip the churches. So we'll start with debt centers. There's 270, which is fantastic, across the whole of the UK. And it's taken us quite a long time to build that up, about 19 years. And yeah, we, we go out, we, if, if we reach a house and, and the cupboards are empty, we'll fill them. Because, you know, it's, it's not a long-term solution, that, but it's, it's certainly a short-term blessing that can speak volumes for a local church to come out and to fill our cupboards with food um, and not want anything back. What, a, what an odd situation if you think of it nobody does anything for free do they well we do Christians do don't we because we love people because, because we believe that they are God's sons and daughters so we will fill the fridges if, if, if that's what it needs you know, if, if they need that we will, we will do that you know, we'll, we'll invite people into church services won't we because we, we, you know, we want to welcome them we want them to be part of the family you know, and we will pray for people you know, we'll pray for the sick and we'll see people be released through the debt centres. But, but how does it work practically? Well, we'll the, the church that partners with CAP go out into their home so that somebody will call up and they'll book in. We'll then go out and we'll, we'll kind of introduce ourselves. We'll start to get to know them. It's always somebody from the church that does this. So basically in the first, first visit, they'll go and take a, you know, start to work on the paperwork uh, second visit, take all the paperwork away, offering prayer at each visit, um, and kind of if, if somebody says no, that's cool, isn't it? You know, if they don't want prayer, no worries at all. You know, we, we just go back to the car and pray for them. You know, don't need to do it with them, do we? You know, it's just as powerful. Um, and often it's the people that say no that three weeks later something miraculous has happened, and and they're kind of surrendering their life to God. But I tell you how offensive prayer is, because people always say, does that not offend people? You know, offering to pray with people. Well, 
I think it's somewhere between 94 and 96% of people that accept accept prayer. So it's it's not that offensive, is it really? Um, you know, 94 and 96 that, that accept it. It's obviously quite a good thing to do, really. People say, well, why do you pray for them? Well, we believe that prayer is, is quite a comfort. If I'm ever struggling with anything, what do I do? Take it to the Lord in prayer. You know, the old hymn tells us that, doesn't it? It's what we need to do. So that's why we do it. We, take, we, we, we pray with people because we believe it's powerful. We believe that God cares and God wants to answer, answer those prayers. Yeah, we'll take away all the, all the letters, all the threatening stuff, and we'll make sure that they're, they're kind of getting a bit more confident about things. Um, so yeah, I touched 2,500 people, individuals or families, last year. Um, that's over seven every single working day, which is, is pretty cool. And through the debt centers last year, over 700 individuals um, came to Christ. And I, I want to tell you, up at Caphead office in Bradford, it's, it's not a normal place. It's kind of full of, well, it's full of Christians for a start, which is a cocktail for disaster, isn't it? Um, but it's, it's a place of celebration because we believe that actually if God's going to set somebody free from debt, free from sin, if he's going to help them find work or he's going to release them from an addiction, we believe that actually we want to celebrate that. And as I was on the phone on, on Friday to, to Pastor Ephraim, um, we were rudely interrupted, weren't we, by um, a Mexican wave and, and a bunch of harmonicas. What happens is when somebody goes debt-free or a family go debt-free, um, everybody's got a harmonica on the whole, of, the whole of the office, 270 people. So you can imagine the noise. And, uh, and they blow it, and they, but they blow it loud because they're excited. And then the desks get bashed. And after a little bit, after about three seconds of desk bashing, from one end of the room to the other, the Mexican waves start. <laughs> and it's exciting. It really is. Um, the, the problem's coming when you're trying to have serious conversations. And, you know, there's a party going on in the background. You want to try speaking to a bailiff and trying to get him to leave a property <laughs> when there's people kind of shrieking in the background and enjoying themselves. But we really believe that we've got to mark these things. You know, when the Bible tells us there's, there's, there's angels in, in heaven celebrating when, when, one, when one sinner turns to Jesus. And, we, you know, let, let's, let's get in on the celebration. Let's not just sit there and be nice and conservative as we often are. You know, we, we have a salvation bell that we have to ring at strategic points now because we were really inefficient. We were ringing it all the time. So we had to kind of stop and go, right, chill out. We want to celebrate everyone, but we have to lump them together now. So we have a meeting on a Thursday and we'll maybe do like five or something like that. And we have to make sure that we kind of um, put them in batches so that we can actually get some work done. Otherwise, we, we won't be able to help anyone. But you know, it's amazing. And, and then the whistles that we've got, we've got whistles for when somebody finds work. It's, it's, it's a completely bonkers place. And I'd encourage you, if you ever are in Bradford, seriously, um, well, come and see us at Calvary Chapel, Bradford, for a start. You'd be more than welcome. But also, come and see us at CAP. You know, a few people here have got my number. And I'd be more than happy to give anyone a tour. If you're in Leeds or Bradford or wherever, do bob in and see us because it's, 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 it's quite a place. So, that's the, anyway, that's the debt centres. Um, I've sidetracked there a little bit, celebrating. Cap money, we know well here, don't we? Cap money is a real tool. Okay, if you, are great, if you think you're great at money, fantastic. I'd still say go on the cap money course because you might learn something else. 
For me personally, what it did, it took me from kind of just getting through life and monthly, you know, month by month and always kind of coming back to zero or maybe a little bit of positive. But what it did was it helped me to get my finances organized and structured. Now, what that means for me at the end result is that because it's organized and structured, well, for a start, I've, I can save more. But above all, what we were talking about earlier on and what Pastor brought was, was actually we can invest in the kingdom. You know, we can sow a lot more effectively. If it's all kind of, if we know what we can give and, and, and we can also give in faith, you know, knowing that we're actually quite well organized, we can give far more to the church or to, to whoever we want. And that's one thing that Cat Money is really uh, amazing at, just empowering people to get on top of the finances. We want to prevent people getting in, in the financial hardship that we find people in. You know, there's, a, there's a, another stat that apparently in this nation, 61% of the people feel financially insecure. So it's good that the church can step in and kind of alleviate that a little bit. You know, bring some, some wisdom. Um, I wouldn't say it's particularly complex. In fact, it's really not. Um, but it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's good kind of, um, you know, sound financial advice. And I'd encourage you to go on that. Don't know if we're. The, I think I was speaking to, to Missy and Rebecca earlier. I think maybe March there might be one going on. Um, if 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 we maybe later on this year there'll probably be one being run in this area. If you've not been, just go. And if you really hate it, we'll give you your money back. Okay, it's free. So you you'll get something from it. You really will, honestly. Um, so yeah. Job clubs, I touched on that. That's something that we launched last year. Um, there's been, oh, how many people have found work? I wrote it down somewhere. There's been a lot of people that have found work already. 200 and... people, which isn't bad. Just over a year in, is it, really? Um, and interestingly, the average amount of time for people that have found work um, through the cap job clubs, the average amount of time that they were out of work before they found it was 2.3 years. Okay, that's quite a long time, isn't it? Really, if you think, well, if you're out of work for two, 2.3 years to then find it, that's got to be worth a celebration, hasn't it? You know, it's got to be worth a, one of the whistles that we've got and a bit of a, a bit of fun. You know, because what what that means for that individual is, oh, it means a lot, doesn't it? You know, the, the worth that they can get from that, the encouragement. Um, as well as, of course, help financially, which is amazing. And Cap Job Clubs just looks to get alongside and help people find work, encourage them. You know, it's, it's the church being a part of the solution again. Praise God for that. The release groups. Yeah, that's the, the scripture that I shared earlier on. Whom the Son sets free, let him be free indeed. You know, that's, that's just got to be so true. God can set us free from, from whatever we're facing. He really can. And that's why we've launched that. We're only in 26 churches. Although to say we've only just launched that, some would say that's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, we've got just people being released, I think. It's nothing, it's nothing new, it's nothing complex. It's just using God's word and the power of it to set people free. You know, it's, yes, Cap have put a bit of structure together, but ultimately it's all about God. You know, it really is. Um, and, and we, we praise and thank him that he's, he's given us the wisdom. It's like a 12 steps course. Um, you know, obviously 
a lot of the, the, the sort of release groups, you know, even like Alcoholics Anonymous, I think they use 12 steps. Um, and there's a lot of these courses that are available that use 12 steps. It's quite common. Um, we put Jesus at the very center of it because I'm not interested in talking about a higher power unless I can tell people that that higher power is Jesus Christ. Um, it's just, you know, we can say it cryptically, can't we? And we can sort of say there's a higher power and leave a Bible on the table. But, you know, come on, let's just tell them that actually it's Jesus that is the higher power. He's the one that can set them free. He's the one that died on the cross for their sins, that they can have free freedom from, yeah, eternally and, and live eternally with him. So, I'd encourage anyone that is, is kind of feeling a bit, you know, is anyone challenged by it? You know, if, 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 if you are in financial hardship, please do come forward. Because, you know, God's got a plan. And, you know, and, and it might just be that kind of maybe me being here and, you know, us all sharing on this today, maybe, maybe it's today's the first step towards getting, getting back sorted out. You know what I mean? We, you know, I can get, what I can guarantee you is that wherever anybody's at, it won't shock us. Because we've been open, what, 19 years now, and we've seen a lot, okay? You know, we've seen a, a lot of kind of personal debt, you know, 300, 400,000. That's cool. Well, let's just get on with it. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't really matter. You know, there's always a solution. There is always a solution. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I've left on, on the seats, well, Andrew and my sister have um, kind of left on the seats quite a... Uh, a bit of kind of information. There's the plan A, which is just a, it's just, I guess, it's the plan for, for CAP partnering with the local church and reaching the community. Take it away. Have a read about it. Don't forget it. You know, kind of please pray for us. Um, being kind of as overtly Christian as we are, uh, we've, we've got an opposition. Um, we've got, obviously, we've got a bigger player on our side, haven't we? But we do have an opposition, and we do kind of we we kind of appreciate it when people just take stuff away and continue to pray for us because we really need it. We really really need the prayers. You know, I've I've brought quite a lot of books as well. Again, I said earlier on that they're free. Okay, um, the reason that they're free is um, because we want you to read read them. We want you to pass them on so that the word word of cap, you know, and what we're doing can get out there. Um, if you've read it, maybe take one and go and give it to someone. Uh, we really want to get in as many churches to, to help the churches reach the people in their community. Um, now, there's a, a form here, the left-hand side of it. If you want to take away a book, just fill in that top paragraph, the name and address. And what we'll do is we'll put you on the mailing list and we'll keep you in touch with kind of how we're doing. Um, kind of, it's as simple as that, really. You'll just go on the mailing list and um, I get a lot of, like, emails but I tell you what, the ones that I get from CAP are often a lot more uplifting than, than the others. You know, just hearing the stories, hearing the testimonies about what God is doing in this nation. This week, um, for all the people on, on the mailing list, uh, they'll have received a, a summary overview of what went on in 2014. And, uh, and I, I woke up on Saturday morning, yesterday morning, uh, had my favorite coffee, um, big coffee man. And I just opened my post I tell you what, just chuck, chuck the rest of it away. Bank statement, all the rest of it. I read through this and I was blown away. And I, and I know it all. <laughs> I've seen it all. But just as you look back at what God's done and his faithfulness, it is amazing. You know, awards that we've won. They're not, they're not um, awards for, for the best 
Christian debt counseling organization. The, 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 these are na- like national awards, you know, that's the, the Credit Today Award. So kind of you're talking banks, you're talking kind of large debt collection agencies that have kind of nominated CAP for this award and we've won it, you know, amazing. And kind of the, the you know, recap on all the client holidays, the 12 client holidays, no, 14 client holidays that we had, kind of all the people that have found work. There's some amazing stuff going on and if you, if you, if you kind of take away a book, you'll get in on all that, you'll, get, you'll receive this so that kind of you can be encouraged with, with what God's doing. So fill in the, just that top box there and you can take away a book absolutely free and um, yeah it's it's straightforward so if you want to start filling that in but what I want to do is I want I want to show you a DVD as well Um, we're going to get a DVD up on the screens just while whilst we're filling that in and then I'll come up and share just for a couple more minutes after the DVD and then we'll be done so um, I'll I'll, I'll pass over to the DVD and if you want to be filling that in as and when then you can come and get a book at the end so thank you My generation doesn't have financial problems. They keep anything like that to themselves. I was made redundant and couldn't meet my commitments. I allowed my debts to grow and grow. I had a nervous breakdown and I made two attempts at suicide. I was in despair. When I fled from an abusive relationship, I had lost everything and was getting deeper and deeper into debt. I felt very guilty and ashamed and uh, even contemplated suicide because then at least I could leave the children the life insurance policy. When I lost my job, I gave up. I didn't tell anyone about my debts. I just tried to forget about it by drinking. In the end, we were evicted and had to go to a homeless hostel. I thought about suicide a lot. It seemed like an easy answer. I thought if I wasn't here, then at least Jackie and the kids would be looked after. Thousands of people in our communities, our neighbourhoods, are in debt, suffering in silence. Every third person who calls Christians Against Poverty for help is actually suicidal. That is why we are on a mission to reach thousands of people before it's too late. We simply cannot sit back and watch debt destroy thousands of people's lives when we have got the answer. When I told my friend at school, um, it it was a great relief when she told me that there was somebody who could help. I called Jo and uh, she was so friendly and when she came to my house, she was like an angel really because, you know, when you're struggling and you don't need to talk to and somebody comes in and they can help you, it's like, it's like there's hope, you know, you see this hope through this black cloud. The very, very first little seed was planted the day Owen walked through the door because good things have only happened since he walked through. I don't think I'd ever met anybody that had such enthusiasm for helping people. I didn't like to talk about it with anyone else, but I felt no qualms about talking about it with Joe and, and Jeff, who came to see me. I can't tell you what a relief it was. It was absolutely superb. Didn't make any judgment about me. They took me as I was and as I am and said, right, we're going to get you out of this. She went 
and I sat over, I sat over there on the, on the sofa and I cried because I cried with relief. It was just brilliant. She took all the paperwork, she did, a, she did the budget for me and I just knew if I stick to this budget, I, you know, we'll be fine and that's what we did. With the structure that CAP give you, it changed my whole perspective. It makes you feel responsible again and it m made me want to change. It made me want to get out of debt. Knowing that CAP was on my side and, and then also that the church, the Park Street Church was on my side as well, was great. Absolutely, completely changed my life from sheer desperation to now having a, a reason to live and a reason to be happy and a reason to go on. If CAP hadn't come into my life when it did, I'd be dead. Simple as that. CAP's definitely saved my life. Definitely. I don't, I don't know where I'd be without CAP today. They've, they've just been amazing and I'm so grateful that they exist and that they care about people like me. When I look back now and think that how low I'd got, and it is only through CAP that we've come out of it, because without that, I don't think I'd have made it. The day I went debt-free was like major celebration. I felt such freedom, I felt so liberated. I felt good that I had paid all the debt back because I wanted to pay it back. So it was amazing, absolute freedom. So many things have happened and so many things that occurred in my life that now, that I know, are because A, I pray, and B, because I, I believe. Since I found God, it's, it, it's changed everything. Every single day. I pray and give thanks that I have found my way, and now my family as well. CAP is saving thousands of lives. Will you join over 25,000 other people and give £5 a month or more to the work of Christians Against Poverty? And together, let's go and reach people and bring the good news of Jesus into people's lives. Together, we can do this thing. Okay, fantastic. It's good just to see kind of those, I guess, you know, the, the numbers are all well and good, but when you see faces, it's just, it really brings it home, doesn't it? And that, that, that guy getting baptised, he's, he's up in uh, Hemel Hempstead, uh, kind of just north, north London. Um, kind of, I, I had the privilege of meeting him and his family and just chatting with him, um, kind of, well in with the local church now he's really kind of getting involved he's serving and it's just that's that's one well there's three there three stories but there's many 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 stories behind that you know stories of well everything from uh what have we got there's some some real history kind of some real um i remember one guy in particular that was tattooed up to the eyes and was a, a big bnp supporter and uh, there were a lot of dodgy posters on his walls, and he surrendered his life to, to Christ and is now on the welcome team at a church in Middlesbrough. <laughs> it's just how God has a different plan, doesn't he? You know, we praise him, and, um, and hey, it's just simple. It's just going out, it's loving, and it's supporting. So to, to, to wrap up and to finish off then, I, I did say at the start, kind of, I'd give you an opportunity to, to potentially get involved uh, with supporting CAP kind of financially. Now, obviously, Pastor Ephraim has brought about the, um, the standing order. Please, this, this does not detract from that in any way. That's, that's the priority for you locally. 
But there are more opportunities as well, of course. And if, and if we are blessed financially, then we can bless others. Our vision is 270 growing to 500 debt centers. You know, it's to see kind of around 3,000 cap projects through whatever they are, cap money, um, cap job clubs in the UK by 2021. That's our vision. We want to grow it. We want to um, kind of see as many people impacted as we can. And, uh, and you've got an opportunity to get involved. Uh, it doesn't have to be in a big way, but you know, it, it's great that we can get involved. I remember when um, Bob Geldof was getting a lot of flack just before, wasn't he? Um, about the Band-Aid CD. And people were saying, well, why don't you just pay? Or why don't the artists pay? And, and uh, I kind of thought, actually... You know, I didn't, that didn't really ring true with me. I thought, no, actually, because they've said that, I thought, I'm going to get at you. So I went out and I bought it. I thought, I want to be a part of it. Do you know what I mean? And I, it's nice when we can choose to be a part of things, isn't it? It's like, actually, I want in. I want in on that. We've got an opportunity. Obviously, I said we, we don't receive government funding, as I said earlier on. Um, it's quite obvious why. Uh, the government wouldn't support anybody that would, would offer prayer and would openly take clients on holiday and, and tell them that Jesus loves them. Um, and really that Jesus is the answer and the solution. Um, we do that because we really believe it to be true. We're not going to sell ourselves out in any way. You know, just like you. Imagine if somebody said um, to, to uh, Ecclesia, Calvary Chapel, South London. You know, imagine if somebody said, you can, have, you can have the shard. We'll give you the shard. But never mention Jesus' name ever again. We wouldn't take it, would we? You know, we'd, we'd tell them to, to keep the shard. Um, politely um because because it's jesus isn't it it's jesus that that is why we're here it's jesus that is the reason why we we live so the form that i said about the book it's it's quite simple the rest of the form can just be um you just tick a box if you'd like to support us hey whatever it is you decide that in your own heart the average is 12 pounds for some people it might be a pound that might be your donation and, and that's beautiful. You know, that, that is beautiful if that's what it is. For some people, it might be 25. And that's beautiful. And, and kind of, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's, it's about getting involved. And it's about kind of um, getting in, so to speak, on the ministry. So do, you know, get sorted with the, um, with the standing order stuff first, of course. But if you, if you would like to get involved, please do. Because it's gratefully appreciated. We've got 25,000 supporters, as it said. Um, but we, we need a lot more, of course, if we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. We really believe that once again the church can be at the front of of, of a, a real significant movement. We heard about sort of um, you know uh, George Muller and, and 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 William Booth. You know these guys did an amazing work. We've named all of our meeting rooms up at head office after great reformers. You know we've got the Booth room, we've got the Muller room, we've got oh, what have we got? The Shaftesbury room. We've got the Wilberforce room. You know these guys are great, and we really believe that kind of the local church in the United Kingdom, can once again be at the forefront of something really significant. So, thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being so welcome, welcoming this morning. It's been great to meet you. Uh, I'll be stood over by the stand at the end. Do come and see me. Come and talk to me. Um, if anybody is kind of uh, just feeling that burden of debt, then please just come and speak to me and we can, we can have a chat and we can put some stuff in place to, to really support you. So, Thank you so much for your time. For sure.
find out more about us, visit our website at calvarychapelsouthlondon.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at CC South London. Join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality.